0: Blog Talk Radio
1: Good
2: evening. It's Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and welcome to another episode of Be Uniques Unscripted, where we talk to artists, musicians, performers, and business professionals. My name is Tony Taylor. I'll be your host for this evening. You know, you could spend your Thursday nights anywhere, and we are excited you're spending it with us. The conversation is cool, it's calm, and it's casual. You can also be a part of the conversation by dialing 516-418-5651. Now, before we begin, let's talk about why you need to get on your phone and go to beunique.org. That's B-U-N-E-K-E dot org here's what being is all about our mission is to work today to change tomorrow using digital mediums to connect the world with professional storytelling and media production we work to educate inspire and foster positivity Get comfortable and get ready to dial 516-418-5651 with your questions, comments, and whatever else you may want to say. Let's meet our guest. Thanks. All right. Good evening, everybody. It is Thursday night. It is 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, and you are dialed into Be Unique Radio, and it's unscripted. My name is Tony Taylor. I'm going to be your host. Joining me is an exciting author, R.B. Conk who has written a book, Seedy Places, and his newest book is out right now, Coral Cherry's Key West Comedies, book number two. R.B., welcome to the show. How are
0: you this evening? I'm doing great. Glad to be on with you.
2: Uh, well, it's great to have you, and I tell you, as a Floridian, I cannot wait to delve into these books. Um, but first, before we do, uh, R.B., why don't you give us a little bio of yourself and – how you got started, and how you went from um, a New Yorker to Florida, and uh, became an author. So why don't you give us a little rundown on your background?
0: Okay, so I I was actually born on Long Island, New York, and I grew up there. Um, Spent literally most of my childhood pretty much in the New York tri-state area. Went to college in Pennsylvania. I studied accounting, and when I got out of college, I got my first job in New York um, in accounting. And I just, while I was living there, I always kind of felt like I needed to see different parts of the country. Um, I, you know, had pretty much traveled all over New England and New York, but I'd never really gone south of New Jersey. And one day when I was daydreaming, um, just thinking about, you know, where I may want to live or something different. For some reason, Florida just popped into my mind because at the time that just seemed like such a you know furthest place away. It had nothing a to do with world. the mouse, did it? It had nothing to do with the mouse, right? No, actually, to be honest, <laughs> I've never been to Disneyland.
1: <laughs>
0: even <laughs> living here, <laughs> so that's kind of shocking. But it just—I okay. think it was just like the—I think it was like the exotic of Florida. You know, Miami Vice was kind of big when I was a kid growing up. You know, you just—it oh, yeah. it, it just. It just seemed like the furthest thing from New York, so I went to a bookstore and somehow I just went down this rabbit hole of reading like some of the you know the wacky Florida authors. Oh um, yeah, A. Berry, like Carl. H- yes, yeah, the very Carl Hyacin, and there was an author called Lawrence Shames. I don't right. know if you're familiar with him, and he wrote a series of books uh, that took place in in, in Key West. Okay. And I read these books, and and I just remember thinking, like, wow, this is you know this place is really in the United States. This is this sounds so so fun and crazy and, and exotic. Um, so Florida kind of just stuck in my mind. And then I went to uh, moved to Charlotte, North Carolina for work, and I wasn't really happy there. I didn't I, you know I was still living in a city, and right. when my circum- circumstances changed. Uh, my wife, she was my girlfriend at the time. We said, you know what? Let's just take the leap, and we just moved to Florida, moved to Cocoa Beach area, Florida, um, and and that's what we did. We just got in the car and came down here. So, how did
2: you become? How did you get go from accounting? And I love I love it when I have authors on the show because it always it amazes me every time I hear their background, and I'm like, wait a minute how did you end up here? <laughs> you know, But yeah, you went from accounting to
0: writing, writing books. How, how did that happen? Well, I, I've always kind of had like uh, in the back of my mind, uh, like a seed to kind of do some sort of comedy or something creative. Um, you know, that always was there. And right. I, you know, I've dabbled in other creative things, um, when I was younger, you know, I briefly did some pro wrestling. I briefly did some improv and comedy. Wait a minute, did wait a minute, acting. Ron
2: RB RB. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. Yeah. you were
0: you you were into pro wrestling? Yeah, when I lived in North Carolina for about a two year period, I was doing some pro wrestling.
2: Oh wow! <laughs> okay, county wrestler. Okay,
0: I I can't wait to hear more. Yeah. <laughs> So, and then, like I said, I did some acting um, and I tried some improv, but none of it really stuck. Um, Right. So when I was down here to Florida, I, uh, you know, still working in in accounting, um, always had that itch to do something creative, you know, and I could never figure out what it was. And uh, one day, this was probably about two years ago, we walked into a place here, Space Coast area. It was a kava bar. I don't know if you're familiar with kava at yes, all.
1: Yes, yes,
0: uh, yes. South Pacific drink. Yeah, right. so we, it, it was a tea house. It just opened up here. So my wife and I are like, let's go in and just see what this is about. We knew, knew nothing about it. And we went in, talked to the owner, drank the kava, and I, I liked it. it. Gave me a relaxed feeling. Right. Um, but it made me feel really creative. Like I felt like, like I, I need to do something. I need to do something artistic. So I took this Kava Bar opening as a sign, and right. I said, I'm going to write a book. Um, and I made myself a vow. I said, I'm going to go to this Kava Bar every Wednesday and write four pages. Wow. And I just I just stuck to it. And then what ended up happening when I got about 20 pages in the book, you know, it started becoming coming five pages or six pages, you know, and then it became right. Wednesdays and Saturdays, and it just kind of started really rolling, wow. you know. And then it was like I wo- I woke up one day and I was like, well, I got you know I got thirty pages here now I have to finish this book, <laughs> you know. Got, got Story, yeah. <laughs>
2: let me let me let me lay some groundwork real quick. What were your first impressions of Florida when you moved down here from uh, North Carolina?
0: Um, it was kind of, uh, I mean, I, I would say it was what I expected because, you know, we, we got our first place right on Cocoa Beach. So right we rented on the beach. A, a, wow. Yeah, we were right on the beach. I mean, we rented, it was a little small apartment, you know, but we were steps from the beach. And I mean, so my first couple of years here were, you know, I went to work, I'd come home. You know, and when you live that close to the beach, you just go to the beach like oh, yeah. every night. Absolutely. You'd walk to the beach. You know, we'd, we'd uh, come home, you know, on the weekends, you go to the beach for the entire day. Um, got to know a lot of the, the the locals that lived on the beach. Right. Uh, you just become kind of, you know, kind of like a little bit, you know, of a beach bum when you're not working. Um, right. I think the the one thing, though, that I didn't find that I was expecting from the books that I read, you know, the, the wacky Florida books all have the.
2: Oh yeah, you know what I mean? and,
1: Yes.
0: Yeah, and I didn't really find that. I found most of the people just for where we are on the Space Coast to be, you know, kind of down to earth, good, you know, normal people. But other Grounded. than that, it was. Right. I would, yeah, it was. It was pretty much what I expected.
2: Oh, that's, okay. That, that's interesting. So let's talk about how uh, you uh, ended up from the Space Coast to uh, writing about Key West.
0: Um we go there, we go to the keys about four times a year and we've okay. been doing that for about 20 years. So uh, right. you're um, well versed. It was yeah, well versed and also like that was for me when I when I think about like being an accountant when I was in accounting in New York and then being in Key West. I just felt like it worked for a book because it's just such polar opposites. Right. It's such a diver- you know, what I mean, it's such a a diversity of thought there, so I said, it was, Absolutely. I felt it would work good for the good work, you know, for the story. Yeah,
2: you know, Key West. You know, we we talk about. It. I'm I'm a, I'm a natural born Floridian. I was born in Orlando. I live in Orlando, and I'm about uh-huh. 60 miles from the beach. Um and a and and the beach I go to is called uh, New Smyrna Beach. And I don't know if you're uh-huh. familiar with New Smyrna, um, but the point I was making. Um, <laughs> The point I was making was that, as a floridian um, we west i mean even us here in the. and I know the keys are a part of Florida, but it's almost its own country. it really is it it has its own flavor, it has its own personality uh and seems very, very set away from what we see in or places like Orlando or the Space Coast or even uh, Tallahassee. So, you know, I I know what you're saying. So it was probably even more of a mind bender for you from upstate, you know, from up north to come down and experience
0: the Key West lifestyle, right? Yeah. I remember the first time we went to Key West, um, uh, you know, we we stayed in the bed and breakfast. And uh, it was like our, you know, our first, first evening there. We just, you know, walked up and down Duval. And the thing I remember was there was a guy dressed up like Darth Vader playing an electric guitar, just walking up and down the street. <laughs> That's the key. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, the, so the craziness that I was expecting in all of Florida, I think right. I kind of found it in Key West. I oh, found it down oh,
2: there. oh, you, you definitely hit the, uh, the mother load. Uh, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Which leads us to the Kava bar. Where I'm assuming, and correct me if I'm wrong, RB, uh, you started seedy places.
0: Yeah, that is that is correct. I started it that sitting in that cover bar down the road from my house here.
2: Had you been? Had you been? Now the characters there are are diverse. They're they're the they, in the, in like I said in the, in my write up in the Carl Hiassen Dave Barry spirit. Um, how did you go about forming your characters? For this book, I mean, were these people that you actually ran into in Key West, or were there people that you got to know? I mean, how did you
0: how did you cut out your characters? Um, well, the main character Nick, the accountant, right. is a little bit that's a little autobiographical, like a um, that's hey, kind of based on RB. I was oh, thinking,
2: do you want to do you want to go ahead and like give a basic plot outline to City Places so people can get
0: more familiar with it? yeah absolutely so so what c d places is about is the main character's name is Nick Schlonsky, and he's a very uptight New York accountant who's pretty much never left you know long Island and right. he has one job that he gets out of college, the only job he ever has and after twenty five years he kind of gets unceremoniously laid off yeah. oh wow. so he does. Yeah, so he doesn't know what to do. So while he's kind of in shock and driving home, he someone had left the you know left a flyer on his windshield wiper for a vacation to Key West. So without you know being impetuous for the first time in his life, and he had heard his late mom talk about wanting to go to Key West, he decides to book a vacation to Key West. So he gets in his car. And knowing nothing about it, just heads south to Key West, and then when he gets there, he stays in a bed and breakfast called Traveler's Palm, and it's owned by Ruth and Morty. They're they're an elderly, kind of semi retired from from New York that had moved down right. to open a bed and breakfast in the Keys, and then he ends up making friends with a, a girl named Sam who works at a like a drag bar on Duval Street in Key West, <laughs> and she's she's yeah she's kind of more, she's like a wild child from West Virginia. Um She's a little bit modeled on my wife somewhat because my <laughs> wife is from West Virginia. Does she, does she know this? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. She knows. She knows now. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm sure she does. Anyway, yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt, um, R.B. Go ahead. Oh, that's fine. And then, you know, while he's down there, he just meets some, some keys characters, you know, that he just kind of runs into by, by circumstance, but they become friends. Um, one of them is named Island Mike, and he's a local Key Wester who kind of makes good by opening a scooter rental stand. And then the other character, um, is his name is Johnny Mango, and he's kind of like a lounge lizard, trop rock singer who ends up befriending Nick, you know, and right. then a whole bunch of hilarity ensues. Um, and in, during the book, Nick kind of, you know, breaks out of his shell and kind of becomes a different person. Uh, okay. Know, his, his visit changes him for the better.
2: Wow. Um,
0: let me ask you this: um,
2: How did you come up with the plot of CD places? And it's a two-part question, really. Let me let me start with the first part. We get a lot of emails, a lot of letters from people who write or are writers or are trying to write. Um, I like to talk. You know, I, I have a lot of authors on the show, and I like to talk about what is your method for writing and can you share some of your experience and some of your um, knowledge about how you got published um, for our audience so they can get an idea?
0: Sure. Um, As far as the plot, I kind of blueprinted out the characters ahead of time. Like I had an idea in my head of the characters. You know, so I kind of in my mind they're somewhat based. Like I said, Nick is a little based on me. It's a little bit based on some other accountants that I had worked with. Um, I worked with two accountants here in Florida that both retired right before I wrote the book, and I kind of sprinkled a little bit of them in there, you know, to kind of honor them, you know. And some of the other places, some of the other characters, you know, a little more like based on people that I've actually met in Key West. But as far mm-hmm. as the plot, I didn't really know what the plot was going to be when I started writing the book. I just kind of let it, it – I let the story just go. I just sat and wrote every night, and I just let the story unfold um, kind of naturally. I, I didn't really outline the plot. I didn't I didn't think really? of it in advance. Yeah, I just let it happen. I just kind of let it, the story write itself.
2: I was just going to say, so you had this story, the Seedy Places, write itself. Yeah. Man, that's amazing. Um RB, can you talk about your method of writing? Can you, I mean are you now a devoted full time writer?
0: No. No, unfortunately I wish I was, but I'm not, no. Um I still do the Wednesday Saturday thing when I'm writing. Okay, I was gonna ask, right?
2: I was gonna yeah, ask so still, you still... should... No, go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt.
0: No, yeah, I was gonna say I, I kinda felt like when I wrote the second book, um, Coral Cherries, uh, I was in such a good groove from book one. Once right. book one got out, I, I didn't really even stop. I just went right into book two and just kept writing. Wow.
2: Oh, my gosh. It's almost like a Lord of the Rings situation
0: where it's, it becomes yeah. all one big book. Basically, just... yeah. That's kind of how I'm doing it.
2: So did you did you do um... – any kind of situation where you created backstories for these characters? Uh, I mean, did, yeah. you, did I, you, did you have in your mind exactly, you know, like where they were, from, who they you know, how they were. I mean, can you talk about that?
0: Um, yeah, I, I did. Um, so what I did as I was, as I was writing the story, I mean, Nick's backstory was kind of easy, you know, cause like I said, that was based on myself and any other accountant I ever met along the way. But the other right. characters, what I did is I started first by, in my mind, creating the physical – like how they would look. So I almost, okay. in a, okay. I almost said, like, okay, if this was a TV series or if this right. was going to – you know, who would I get to play this character? What, what do they look like? And I started with the visuals of what I thought they might look like. Right. And then the, the next thing I did is I created a backstory for each character.
2: Okay, I, that's even, what I was going for. Gary.
0: Yeah, so even if it, like, to me, I was like, okay, even if I don't put all this backstory in the book, I want to at least have a backstory for each character so when I write the dialogue or, you know, the story, that I'm consistent to what this character would do. So I kind of oh, need like, you. a little page. I made like a little page in a notebook of each character. Wrote their backstory and kind of some of their quirks and some things that had happened to them because I wanted to make sure that like, hey, when I write, I want to make sure that I'm, you know, that I'm truthful to what this character would do or say right. in this situation. Right. Exactly. Exactly.
2: So you could really flesh out your characters because characters are what make a story, and uh, and that is. Definitely a fact. Um, but, I mean, can you share some of your uh, experiences about what it was like after you wrote the book and trying to market the book, trying to get it published, trying to get it out there, trying to get it read? <laughs> yeah, that's the hard part. <laughs> that's the non, <laughs> okay. the non- yeah. I always hear that. That, that, that seems to be it. Yeah. A- that seems to definitely be something that resonates within every author I have on the show. Uh but uh and that's why we love to delve into it because I know a lot of people that write that listen to the show go, God, you know, what am I gonna do? How am I gonna get this out there? What did this person do? So I would really love to hear how you got your book out there and marketed it.
0: So one of the things the first thing I did I decided to self publish it through Amazon.
2: Okay,
0: um, and I, the reason I decided that is because it was my first book. I didn't want to get into the trap of sending it all over and then waiting months to hear, and then right. just killing my killing my enthusiasm for writing, and then just stopping. Right. So I right. I said I'm going to publish publish my first book um, myself on Amazon. So may I
2: interrupt for a I, minute, RB? May I interrupt for a minute yeah. and ask how 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 difficult or how easy was it to go the
0: Amazon route the first book cd places it was a little harder because i've never i've never edited a book and to get used to the amazon editing tool was a little there was a learning curve there um, okay so there was a learning curve there and the same thing with like there amazon has like a marketing program where you can go in and you kind of like buy marketing ads based on keywords okay. and stuff, right? And there is a little learning curve there, figuring out what's going to work and what isn't going to work.
2: So when so, you when you when you had the book when you had the book written and we're going down the Amazon route, did you expect to, all of these steps that had to be taken?
0: No, not at all. I didn't. I I, I kind of thought you just you know I would put the book I would upload it into Amazon. And then it would just sell and Amazon would do the mar you know, do the advertising or it would show up. And it really, it was, it didn't work like that. You've okay. got to, you've, you've got to like learn the keywords in Amazon. You've got to figure out how to, you know, place the right type of ads. And then on top of that, you've got to go, you know, outside of Amazon and do interviews like this. You've got to, you know, I did a couple like book signing events where you know we, we went to like author fairs and things like that. Right. So, I mean right. that's that's actually truthfully been by far the most difficult part of writing a book.
2: Sure, sure. Um, what would these author? Uh, mean, I mean, would, were these conventions? Were these places you went that were with a whole bunch of other different authors pushing their books?
0: Yeah, they were like book fairs with other authors. Uh- Okay. Pushing pushing their books, yeah. So, you know, the, and I talked, I mean, the value I took away from all of those, um, talking to the other authors and realizing that every single one of them kind of felt the same way I did. Oh, okay, okay. So, so there, this, were, there were a lot of
2: first-time authors or?
0: Yeah, a lot of them were first-time authors, but there were some people there that had self-published, you know, that I talked to, you know, five, six, ten books. Right. Um, and they you know, they, they like the book fairs, they like doing the book shows, um, but they all kind of said that the promotion is the hardest part, just getting somebody it to is. notice your book. It
2: is. It is. And so what's, what are some of the steps that you've taken to get this book out there? And I know it's out there because any, everybody, if you go to Amazon right now and uh, look up CD Places by R.B. Conk, R. B. Conk um, you're going to see a lot – a lot of five star ratings for C D places. It's really gotten from what I understand and from what I see um a really good response. Did that surprise you, RB?
0: Yeah, it did. I I, I think the the thing that surprised me the most is the number of people that have actually taken the time to get in contact with me tell me how much the book like really made them laugh or really made them um feel good um one of the big themes in the book is like friendship and right. that seems to be the, the the piece you know when people have contacted me that seems to be the thing that they've commented on the most about they just like the 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 friendship that came with the group in the book um right and that kind of that kind of surprised me that people actually you know took time to email me and 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 thank me for writing the book i mean that actually meant a lot to me
2: how, how, and does response do you continue to get good response from the book right now
0: yeah um i do in fact i got a just the other day i had someone that read the second book first um coral cherries they read that one first and they liked it so much that they went and bought the first book and read that in the same night. It took time to write me a note about how much they liked my two books and looking forward to the third one. So I, I mean I was, pretty, I was pretty flattered by that to be honest. That is amazing.
2: What a feeling that must be to know that you had a creative vision. You had no idea where you were going. You were letting this book write itself, and now the response that you're getting—that must be the most amazing
0: feeling in the world. No, it 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 actually is. Yeah, um, I do I do like it when someone, even even people that I know, you know, when they like my coworkers, a lot of them have read the book. Um, when they take the time to come to the office to tell me how much they enjoyed it, um, I that is yeah, that is a great feeling. That must be. I, I can't imagine. Um,
2: I'm a freelance writer, so I've, I've got some articles and such under my belt, but of course one of my goals and the and, and reason I, I am biased towards authors on this show is to be inspired, and um, I love hearing stories like yours, R.B., where you talk about how – you know, you and your wife visit this uh, Kava bar, and you decide, hey, I want to do something creative with my life. How much, was it scary to come to that decision? I mean, was it something that you had second thoughts about before starting, or did the passion just overwhelm you?
0: Uh, I, you know, honestly, I think the passion just overwhelmed me. Like, I, 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 once I started, it, I was actually, you know, kind of amazed at how, everything just kind of flowed together. Um, right. And I, part of it is I think I had the story a little bit inside of me all along, you, right. you know, being an accountant in New York and escaping to Florida. But I think it was one of those things where people always say, like, if you start doing something you love, you know, it doesn't seem like work.
1: not. And I not. think
0: that's what happened. Yeah. yeah. and I think that's what happened with writing. I think once I started doing it, uh, I started – it just started becoming, you know – so natural to me and then I also think it was a huge stress relief you know I've got a pretty stressful job so right escaping in the characters and in the story you know it became almost like a I started really looking forward to those Wednesday nights when I could. I knew I was going to go write how long did you write for every night I mean Uh, Wednesdays and Saturdays yeah I I mean usually let's say three hours maybe three four hours. hours Was there a certain yeah. page number you wanted
2: to get to? You
0: mean in total?
2: Yeah, in total. I mean, did you have a page number that you had in your head? Okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write and I'm going to write X amount of pages before I'm done.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was I, like I said my goal was four pages a night. Each, you know, or each writing session was four pages. Right. But as far as the length of the book, I didn't really have a set length for it. I just kind of wrote the story and figured it would just kind of end when I ended the story.
2: Well, and you're talking about, too, I mean, you're talking about uh, a book that, you know, fortunately enough, and I I hear a lot of, you know, there's a lot of authors that sit there and bleed over the uh, keyboard, as uh, Hemingway said, um, but – I know there's a lot of authors that struggle, you know, with their story, and you are one of those that I guess fortunate ones who was able to sit down and have the story write itself. That must have been something.
0: Yeah, it, w- it was. It was kind of like, uh, you know, when I got about fifty percent into the book, I just. Stopped and kind of reread what I wrote, and I was like, "Wow, this is a real story!" And it just, you know, it didn't really. <laughs> wow, I've got a real book here! Amazing. Yeah, that's what it felt like. I was like, <laughs> "Wow, this is really something!" And then this is, you know, people may want to read this. So, yeah, it was it was nice to have it like just, you know, come out because I've talked to other writers that talk about like right. their writer's block. Um, right. I talked to one guy that wrote. I think he said thirty thousand words. Um, and just stopped because he said I couldn't figure out the rest of the story and just never finished. So, I mean, oh I, unfortunately, God. I haven't had that happen to me.
2: What kind of author do you see yourself as?
0: Uh, I think right. my whole thing is to make people laugh and to read a okay. nice story. Um, I don't really, I'm not looking to write anything serious or, okay. um, dark. I think I just, you know, I've always been partial to like, sitcoms um growing up i always liked sitcoms and i always kind of thought that my book would be like a sitcom for readers you well, know i envision you, I oh, you talk ahead.
2: about i'm sorry I keep interrupting <laughs> it's a florida oh, thing fine. rb sorry yeah. about that <laughs> go ahead i'm sorry go ahead rb
0: no i, I, I would i in my mind like my ideal reader or my ideal ideal situation would be if somebody from like the midwest or the northeast where it's cold picked up my book and read it right you know in in one sitting you know you know where they could dream that they were sitting in a hammock somewhere reading the book That that's kind of how i want my books to be like an escape uh, an escape
2: all right. On that note, Ron, do you mind if we take a couple of moments, pay some bills, and play some advertisements? And we'll be right back with R.B. Conk and CD Places. So please continue to stay tuned, and uh, we will be right back after these messages. Okay.
1: The evening works to change the world for a better tomorrow, using digital mediums to connect the dots of the world through professional storytelling. We have all-embracing, all-inclusive heart, and are always learning to create new things, to revitalize and sustain old things. While recognizing our differences, we use positive and universal thinking to strategize for a positive outcome. We collaborate people of all distinctions to create a better me, a better you, a better us. By caring for others, there's no room in our hearts for hatred, racism, or egoism. So. Let our visions heal and keep the promises of what we will be one day by living helpful, caring, and happy, healthy, and essential lives. With the wonderful staff and volunteers at Be Unique, we will continue to pursue that dream by making the world a better place for everyone. From everyone at BeUnique.org, to our readers and listeners, thank you for all your support. There is so much more on the way.
2: Have you ever read a web article on the Internet that really spoke to you? No, I mean really spoke to you. Well, let me tell you about Newsly. Newsly is the new and incredible audio app made especially for iOS and Android. Newsly picks up web articles about the most trending topics throughout the entire Internet. And at any given moment, Newsly reads those web articles to you in a natural human voice. Browse your favorite articles from topics you choose Stop scrolling, start playing, start listening, and start learning. And Newsly has podcasts as well. Explore trending podcasts from over 40 countries. Our podcasts, Unscripted, Coffee, Candy, and creative, and On Demand are there too. Go to www.newsly.me to download and use Newsly for free now. And if you use promo code Radio, all one word and with caps, Receive a one-month free premium description. For the first time in the history of the Internet, the web becomes listenable. Listen and learn with Newsly.
1: Ladies, hey, I would love for you
2: to join me June the 23rd through the 26th because I will
0: be with my dear friend Perdita Meeks, Dr. Perdita Meeks, Orlando, Florida. Man, I am going to be talking about unshakable faith. I want to teach you how to trust God, how to believe God, how to receive everything that you are supposed to receive from the kingdom. So put it on your calendars. Make plans to be there now. Go and hit that link so you can register today, June the 23rd through the 26th. Orlando,
1: Thanks for listening, and remember, the best way to be unique is to just be you.
2: All right, it's Thursday night. You're listening to Be Unique Radio, and this is Unscripted. I'm with author R.B. Konk, uh, and we are discussing his first book, Seedy Places. And in this last part of the show, R.B., I wanted to go ahead and move over
0: to the new book,
2: which is Coral Cherries. Key West Comedies, book two. Can you tell us a little bit about it?
0: Okay, Coral Cherries, again, takes place in Key West. Um, There's two girls from the Midwest called uh, Abby and B, and Abby gets engaged to be married, and as like a little bachelorette treat, her and her best friend B decide to go to Key West. So they end up staying at uh, Traveler's Palm, which is the same inn, Bed and Breakfast, that Nick stayed at in the first okay. book. So in this second book, Morty and Ruth, who you'll recognize from the first book, are back, as well as Island Mike. And what ends up happening is that was who is a, more of a conservative, uh, you know, shy girl, and then Abby, who's just solely focused on marrying this lawyer, they come to Key West and then end up having a bunch of adventures, and that basically ends up changing both of them. Um, by the end of their trip
2: now was this something
0: this, um no go ahead i was saying this this one involves um uh you know treasure a pirate you know and, wow. and some other nefarious characters from key west
2: uh, that's a that, that's a that's amazing so this one though did you have a struggle coming up with the second book or how did that
0: happen I had a little. I knew what I where I wanted to go as far as making the 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 inn and Morty and Ruth kind of be like a centerpiece of all the books, you know. So all the stories kind of will originate with someone checking into their inn, you know, in Key West. And I right. knew the characters Abby and B. I knew what kind like. I, I, it was very easy to come up with those characters. I knew who I wanted them to be. What I had a hard time coming up with this one. Um, was coming up with a story that didn't seem like repetitive or cliche. Right. So that right. was a little harder because, you know, I, it, it'd be very easy with, you know, two women going to Key West on vacation for sure. the book to just be very cliche. And I was like, no, nah, I want to, I want to come up with a little twist. I want to come up with a bad guy. You know, I kind of want I So that was a little harder for me in this second book to actually come up with a story um, that could be, you know, f- funny, but similar in theme to my first book.
2: Now, did you discover that this book came, uh, once you got into the rhythm, once you started writing, once you started visualizing these characters, um, did the writing just, again, write itself?
0: Uh, it did, but I hit a point in the middle of this book where I kind of didn't, I couldn't see an ending. Like, I, I was struggling with how I could, you know, finish the story. So for this book, I actually did sit down and kind of like make a little storyboard for myself of how I thought, you know, where I needed to go to end the story. So this one took right. a little bit more work to get the plot out. Right. Do you see
2: a book 3 in the future?
0: Yeah, in fact, I've already, it's uh um I've already got a name for it. And I've already started kind of like etching out the, the the plot a little bit.
2: And do you want to talk about that, or do you want to keep it under wraps?
0: Well, I'll just t- I'll tell you the name of it is the Dirty Side. And if you're familiar with hurricanes uh, in Florida, you know you don't want to oh, be yeah. on the dirty side of the hur- on the hurricane. So that'll oh. give you a little hint of what the plot's going to be. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But it's it's going to basically be Nick returning the character from the first book returning to Key West. Okay and there's going to be a hurricane involved. So that's about all I've got so far. But, yeah, that's kind of the direction I'm going. That's
2: great, and I'm sure people want to hear about that and know that there's going to be a book three. Um, R.B., in our last five minutes of the show, can we learn where we can get a hold of you, how we can contact you, where we can get your books? I mean, why don't you give us a rundown of uh, how we can get a hold of you and how we can get those books because they sound fantastic.
0: Okay. So they're on Amazon. So my, again, it's RB Conk is, is, is my is my pen name. And it's CD Places. And then the second book is called Coral Cherries. And you can get those on Amazon. Um, I've got a website, rbconk.com, um, that I've probably got to do a little bit more work on keeping that up. And then I've right. got an Instagram. My Instagram is under the name RB rbconk. So I put a lot of pictures of writing and myself doing stuff around here um, in Brevard County. And then my my email is rbconk at yahoo.com. And I do like getting emails from people, you know, with ideas or, or, you know, criticisms or whatever, because it is kind of fun to interact with people who have read the book, especially people I don't really know, because then I know I'm getting an honest opinion. Right. Like I said, the best thing to do is go on Amazon, um, and both my books are out there now. And, of course, they can visit your website,
2: com, and they yep, can go to yep. your Instagram. That's great. Yep. Um, in our last few minutes, um, can you I, – I really – because, again, it, it really means a lot to me to have an author on uh, the show. And, please, can you tell us probably what's been your best um, letter that you've received that keeps you going, keeps you inspired, and keeps you passionate?
0: Yeah, I actually when when my first book came out, I got a letter from a guy. He was all the way in the Pacific. Um, he was in Oregon, and he wrote he wrote me that he had actually gone gone to Key West. He was an RV salesman, and he could he could write a book about this. Actually, he was an <laughs> RV salesman, in, and he was actually I think he had delivered an RV to Orlando. He had driven it over from the West Coast. And they asked him to go – he had to deliver it down to the Keys. And he met his a lady at an RV show in Orlando and said, hey, do you want to come to the Keys with me? I've got to deliver this RV. So they drove down from Orlando down to the Keys, spent a couple days in the Keys in this RV, delivered it. And while they were in the Keys – um, he got up that morning and he noticed the streets were quiet and everybody, nothing was really open. And as it turned out, that morning was September 11th. Oh no. And, yeah. So, and you know, so that was just, you know, you, you, everybody remembers that. So what ended up happening yeah. is they couldn't get flights back to the West coast because you know all the flights were canceled. So him and this girl, she lived in California. He lived in like up up in uh, Oregon somewhere. They said let's just rent a car and drive back from Key West. They drove back from Key West um, the day after September 11th, all the way back to the West Coast, and they ended up getting married. Oh my gosh. And they're and they're still married to this day. And he told me re- he had never gone back to Key West after that. And he said reading my book inspired him and his wife to take their honeymoon, um, anniversary trip. Oh back to West. man, that's yeah. incredible. What a great yeah, that, story. So I, yeah, I told him, I said, you have a book in you for one. Oh, and two, gosh. um, I just thought it was great that he took the time to email me that whole story and everything. And that was like one of the first emails from my first book that I got. So that one really means a lot to me. Okay,
2: that I can understand why. Now I want to ask you the one question I always ask when I have an author on, and that is, RB, what's it like to be a published author?
0: Oh, it's it's I, I I I feel really good about it to be honest with you. I just feel like it, it's if you have a book in you and you have an inkling to write a book, I would encourage everybody to follow follow through with it and do it. Because when you get that box, like I ordered 10 of my first book from Amazon, and when right. that box came in and I opened that box and saw 10 books with my name on it
2: I know. and my wow. picture on the
0: back, it's, that's just a great feeling.
2: That must be an incredible feeling. And any advice you can give to young inspire, uh, young aspiring authors
0: or older authors that want to be writers? I would say… The number one advice is don't try to be somebody else or read a book about writing or try to copy someone else's style or their technique. The best thing to do is just sit down, find out what makes you comfortable, and just do it. Um, If you're comfortable writing it on a pad with a pen and that flows better, do that, and then you can always type it up later because that's what I did. I found that it made me flow better when I wrote it by hand. RB, I really
2: – and on that, I really want to thank you for being on the show tonight. It really is appreciated, and it's been great talking with you, and I hope you will consider coming back on the show when Book 3 is out.
0: Oh, absolutely. It was an honor to be on, and I'd love to come back on anytime.
2: All right. Well, everybody, that's our show for the evening. I've been with um, author R.B. Conk. You can get his books on Amazon.com. You can also go to his website, rbconk.com. And you can also visit his Instagram. So make sure you do that. Make sure you, when you do go to Amazon, to go ahead and pick up CD Places and Coral Cherries, Key West Comedies Book Two, CD Places being, of course, Book One. RB, thank you so much. Have a great evening and uh we will talk to you uh with uh, book three. Absolutely. You got you have a good evening as well. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. We greatly appreciate it. Good night, Ryan right, RB. Thank you.
0: Good night.